Let's get on to a view from the US now. I'm joined by Ben Emmons, who is Senior Portfolio Manager at New Edge Wealth. Good morning or good evening to you, Ben. Good evening, Carol, but good morning to you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's always great to speak to you. And I thought on this occasion we'd take a bit of a dive into your economic outlook for the US in 2024. And there's been a lot of talk recently of, oh, well, it's been all year about what we're going to get from the Fed. But let's look ahead to what we're going to get from the Fed in 2024. And last week, markets were sort of trying to price in three cuts. Is that what you're expecting? Is, is that what we're going to get, do you think? Well, that's at least what the Fed told us that they, they were going to get, that the market's already more than that. And, you know, I think what happened, Caroline, was that as Powell changed his message and now has made it clear that also the Fed is looking into discussing these rate cuts, what the market will do is only price more of them in. So, you know, I think what will happen is that depending upon how the economy evolves in the first half, <clears throat> as in that soft landing really playing out, you know, the softer the economy lands, the fewer rate cuts are really needed, right? Because in the end, a rate cuts really needed when there's slowdown. But in the Fed's view, I think what they're looking at is that the soft landing is also about how much does the inflation rate coming down even more than where it is today. If that continues, probably the, re the three rate cuts that they have forecasted are going to be delivered. But I don't think the Fed will endorse or match the market expectation. Now... Is a recession totally out of the question now? Are we going to get that soft landing? So that's what the market's currently at. It thinks it's even what I thought today in my notes is the magnificent soft landing. And that does play into those magnificent seven stocks that have driven this year the stock market so much higher. And just, just recently now that we're seeing a broadening of that rally into small caps and other areas of the market. And I think that's really important because the Magnificent Seven are about productivity and about artificial intelligence that's driving that productivity. That's the big story, I think, for next year. If we're in an environment where the economy holds up because of productivity, inflationary pressure will go down and the recession doesn't actually happen. So I'm off the camp that there is no recession next year. I think that's what markets are doing right now, too. They're thinking this is the Magnificent Soft Landing. And so it's going to be a pretty good year next year. Okay, now let's dive a little bit more into inflation. Uh, you've seen some interesting things around grocery prices in yeah. New York recently, I think. So can you tell us a yeah. little bit about what you've seen there and, and what that can tell us about the outlook? Yeah, that's really incredible, actually, because, you know, New York is where I live now, but that's where, you know, it's like a mecca of inflation, right? Like everything that gets pulled into New York costs extra money and that's why prices are higher and that I think is something that happens in London and maybe even happened in Hong Kong to an extent too. You know, that's inner city fl inflation. But I saw in a grocery store the other day where major discounts cross the shelves in a store that's in the heart of lower Manhattan that doesn't happen there often or, or happen at all. Definitely hasn't happened the last two years. So I, of course, asked the store owner, like, what's going on here? And they did tell me that they have having trouble selling inventory and they have to keep things fresh, right? So in the grocery store, it's very timely uh, managed, the inventory. But I asked them, like, why is this inventory not sold? And they think they're getting too much inventory in. It's like a supply issue that's increasing. And that's the story recently from the, from the ports, is that the supply is coming in more efficiently into the United States, filling shelves faster, and therefore you're having more supply, especially maybe in a period where there's somewhat softer demand. So I do think there's some pressure happening, 
but groceries are notorious for, you know, weather and other effects, right? So it was notable, I think. Will it be, you know, trend-setting for the United, the, the whole of the United States? We'll see. It would be a good thing because a lot of people are very bothered by high grocery prices. But it does speak, I think, to the environment they're in. We have a bit more supply and more productivity. We got rates that are high. So inflation is, is moderating in the U.S. a bit faster than people thought. And that's going to be definitely helpful for people's everyday expenses, I am sure. Now, one other thing that Chair Powell was asked about in the press conference last week was about front-loading easing. So what could that mean when we're looking at commodity prices and the outlook for them? That's an interesting term because, you know, at the start of the tightening cycle, that's the term they used at first, is the front-load policy, meaning move up the rate a little, you know, faster than normal to get inflation under control. So if you go the other way, right, you, you bring rates down a bit faster to not let inflation drop too far, right, that does mean that for U.S. rates going down, the dollar will weaken more, and that could indeed boost commodity prices. And that started to happen to an extent. And it's the first real, you know, let's say, careful stage of that process. But we know from history that if the dollar index, which is like a broad index, tracked by uh, you know, financial companies like Bloomberg, <laughs> if that dollar index does decline below 100, it tends to set off a rally into commodity markets in energy or gold or, or other agricultural commodities that are very sensitive to the dollar. So I, I would expect if the dollar continues to decline, we're seeing higher commodity prices in the future. Now, looking at uh, the bond market, 10-year U.S. Treasury yields fell below 4% uh, late last week. So where do you see things heading for that? Yeah, that's somewhat of a surprise to me from, from where I was, uh, you know, let's say, in, in October. At that time, it was all about the supply in the Treasury market and the deficit and where the Fed was with its higher for longer narrative at that moment. And since then, it has changed very dramatically. And I think... It's not just a story about inflation that's changing. That That's a good story and definitely bullish uh, for bonds. But I also think it's about very technical positioning in the market that got caught on the, on the other side and everybody covers them, what they call short covering their position. I think some of that is played out. So I think you're at this 4% level somewhat stalling here. I don't think you can go a lot more lower. You would have to see more weaker inflation data from here and weaker unemployment. Uh, given the fact that we already priced in a lot of rate cuts. So I think we're hanging around 4%. If we're getting some better economic data as a result of all the stimulus that we have coming through the markets and, you know, lower dollar, lower rates, and Fed potentially easing policy, I would think that the yields at some point will turn up a little bit again because they should reflect strongly economy. So we'll see how it goes from here. I also think as last point, don't think we're going to go back so easily to the 5% level because of so much of people are buying bonds now with the conviction that the tightening of the Fed is really over. Got it, got it. Now, is there anything else that you are keeping a keen watch on for the U.S. economy into the next year? Yeah, one major event, of course, is our presidential election. (laughs) That's what it's going to be all about next year. That's going to be obviously the key major event because... If you think about it, if you step back and and forget about the the particular politics, but just look at the policies of Biden versus Trump, right? You have Biden with his infrastructure spending and other spending that's driving the economy, whereas Trump wants to change all that, but he wants to lower corporate taxes and income taxes. 
So either way, we're going to get a president in the White House that's going to continue to try to stimulate the economy. I think this is what the markets will really carefully look at, like how, right? Because corporate tax cuts, we know from 2017, had a major impact on stock markets. The fiscal spending, we've learned this year, had a big impact on the bond market and the higher yields. So I think this is this is the big deal next year. The so election, for markets, the big deal, the absolutely. Election. Sorry, Ben, yeah. I've got to cut you off.